Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Right, we both appear today, so I can't call Simon up as I'm up here too. Today's Vision Sunday, which you all know about, hopefully. So today is Vision Sunday. Uh, we used to have um, family meetings, but we want it to be this a place where all the church family can hear. So we thought, what better to do it than on a Sunday morning? And today's an opportunity to look back and celebrate all that God has done in 2017, but also to look forward to what he's going to do this year and beyond. And there's so much that happens in many different areas at Riverside, and we don't have time to mention everything today. But we do want to share some of the highlights and stories that capture some of the wonderful things that God is doing. And as a way of an introduction, um, have a look at the screens, and you can have a see of what went on in 2017. How about that? It's worth a round of applause, isn't it? No, no. Oh, he's got his microphone. He's not supposed to be speaking. Um, you might have recognised yourself popping up on the photos, and, and what a, a wonderful thing to think about all the things that we did last year. So, since this church began back in the 1920s, as Margaret said, it's carried a vision to create space and opportunity for people to encounter the good news of Jesus and his transforming presence. It has also carried a mandate to bring practical and spiritual relief to the vulnerable and to help equip people to do life well. And that original vision is as true today as it was then. You may have been coming to Riverside all of your life, or you might be relatively new, or it may even be your very first time. So let's unpack what sort of church we are. Okay, well our first priority is that we are a church that worships. This is our first calling as the body of Christ. A.W. Tozer said this, he said, we are here to be worshippers first, and work is only second. And so, for us, worship is our highest priority. It's that we want to be a place where worship can be authentically expressed in an accessible way that draws people into God's presence, regardless of where they are on their own spiritual journey. We want our worship to be expressed in many different environments, here on a Sunday, in smaller settings, in our small groups, but also in our individual lives as we basically consecrate every part of our lives to God and treat everything as an act of worship for Him. We're blessed to have fantastic teams in our church, musicians and worship leaders, and they're also seeking that authentic expression of worship in the life of the church. Uh, In 2017, we saw the launch of Worship Space, which is this chance to once a month come into this space in an immersive environment of worship. And we're going to continue to look for additional ways to journey in worship and go deeper into God's presence. And that's part of us trying to find more contemporary and spirit-led ways uh, to worship God. So off the back of worship, we're a church that prays. Everything we do in Riverside is undergirded with prayer. We pray as a staff team, we pray as ministry teams, we pray as service teams. We continually seek to seek God in the place of prayer. We hold weeks of prayer, we have monthly prayer gatherings. And we don't just do this to tick a prayer box, we do this because we believe prayer should undergird all that we do. And whenever we gather, we try and listen to God and respond to his leading and his voice. 
We made a conscious decision last year to pray regularly for the persecuted church, not just see it as kind of a tag-on, but recognize that that group of people are part of our church family, and we need to continue to uphold them in the place of prayer. We have teams who pray for, minister, for people on a Sunday. We have people who pray uh, in healing rooms for healing. And we want to make more and more space for people to pray. Our heart really is that we become a praying church. And that is a really important thing because often prayer is a thing that sometimes a small group do, but not everyone does. And our hope is that we journey together and we become a real prayer church. And we see prayer as the engine room of Riverside, really undergirding all that we do. And our cry is always, Lord, teach us how to pray. Because to be honest, we're pretty poor at it, aren't we? We need to grow in the place of prayer. We need to develop in the place of prayer. And just like the disciples, when they saw Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's our prayer together as church. Lord, let us grow in the place of prayer in 2018. We are a church that welcomes. Riverside is known as a place of warm welcome. And we have so many people who come to us and tell us just how they felt when they first came along. And this isn't just on a Sunday. This is people who come all through the week to many different things or even events, evening things. Um, People do come and share their stories with us. Our welcome flows out of our love for people. And we're so thrilled that everybody feels valued and accepted who comes along. Becky is relatively new to church and we we asked her to tell you her story. I've been coming to Riverside about, uh, well, since September. Um, I moved to the area in the summer, so didn't really know kind of what churches were around and was quite interested to try and find somewhere that was welcoming and felt like a family. Um, And I came one Sunday, I'd just driven past and seen the sign and I thought I'd come along and try it and um, just kind of found a seat and sat down and didn't really kind of talk to many people. But... um, at the end of the service, Simon walked past me and noticed that I was new, said, could I come and have a chat? Um, sat down and we just kind of spoke a little bit about kind of what I'd done, what I do as a profession and the fact that I'd moved to the area. Um, and it was just really, really nice to have that welcome. And he then made introductions to other people who were my age and it just was so welcoming and inclusive. And it's I've been coming ever since and it's just really like one massive family um, I've recently joined a small group and if you haven't already I'd really really recommend it as a way to get more involved at the church you make some really good connections with a, a small group of people and it's just a good chance to, to share experiences and really help support one another through difficult times or sharing the good times thank you Becky we hope that wherever you are on your journey of faith that you too have received a warm welcome from Riverside And our welcome helps us uh, make relationships quickly and for people to feel accepted and part of the family. So being a relational church is a key value of us and it's expressed a lot through our midweek small groups, which you heard Becky say. They're at the heart of church and are a place where you can be known and you can know people and you can share life and with the ups and downs get support. And in 2017, we saw many new groups planted and we want to keep increasing um, our capacity for relationship building through our small groups by planting new ones. So this means as the church grows and gets larger, you won't feel lost because our relational health will stay strong through our small groups and you won't get lost in a crowd. We want to be a church where no one stands alone. And this means we all have to remember to look out for those people who are standing alone, who who may be new, or maybe they've been coming a long time, but are standing alone. 
as you heard from Becky, it means so much to just go alongside somebody, say hi, hear their story, tell them a bit about yourself and maybe introduce them to other people. We also want to be a church that continues to invite people. We're so encouraged by the constant stream of new faces we see come to Riverside. And a lot of those people come because they've had an invitation from you guys. You invite them along and they come along and they feel connected and part of the family. And her hope is that whether it's Sunday services or events or different things like Alpha, you get a chance to invite new people along and to encounter the spiritual life that's present here. We held different events during 2017, like the choir events that we held for the uh, Sport Math and Porchlight. And they were a great chance, again, for people to invite friends along and to connect with the life of Riverside. This year, we're going to be running two more Alpha courses again. Uh, again, great chances to invite people along and to go on that course, connect with people, and explore the Christian faith together. So even, be, even now, be thinking about who is in my life, who is in my circle, that I can think about inviting to events like Alpha, and they can come and experience the life that's here at Riverside. We are a church that cares. We want to be a church that continues to demonstrate God's love in practical ways. Thousands of volunteer hours are given every year by all of you to facilitate the different ministries that flow out of Riverside. And one of these ministries is Pantry Project, which many of you donate generously to. So we wanted to just give you an update of of what we did last year. So um, Marion and the team gave out up to 20 food parcels on four different occasions. And these were to families in need, either known to us at church or people actually in our church who are struggling in some way. They also regularly give out supermarket vouchers. And just gone at Christmas, somebody donated enough vouchers that Marion was able to give every single family £50 worth of vouchers, which was really appreciated by the people. We partner with churches together in Whitstable uh, to run a Christian Against Poverty Centre and Joyce Mitchell, who's a centre manager, tells us that over 11 families became debt-free last year, which is great. In an area like Whitstable, you wouldn't think that, but it is such a big need. Street Pastors is also a hugely successful ministry operating in Whitstable and Herm Bay, which has contributed to antisocial behaviour reducing. And we are so proud that many people from Riverside are on those teams, being a caring presence out on the streets. We also partner with churches together with the Haven Project, which helps the vulnerable and the homeless in Whitstable and the area. And uh, lots of people here again go and help at that on a Wednesday afternoon, and that's been a huge success. But we thought you'd like to hear a little bit from the people who go to Haven. Hello, my name is Mark. And I'm Polly. And we both go to Haven. Uh, Haven's a lovely place, lovely people. And nice people, they give us free food. Uh, Clothing, we can have showers. Um, and if we need to talk to someone, there's always someone. This is generally there. a good place to come. Yeah, very good people. Thank you very much for everything yeah. you do. Last one, Haven. Last one, Haven. I'm Pete. I'm a member of Haven. They're a lovely group. They've helped me out in the past. I'm homeless, but they give me food, drink, and free clothing. You know, and they look after us homeless people. Wonderful people. What a society they are I love them all the bits for what they do for us lot it's amazing yeah I couldn't live without them they are a saviour let's hope they carry on for a long long time they are brilliant hi yeah my name's Bruce Uh, I've been coming to Haven since it opened or started Um, it's a very friendly warm place with very friendly warm people it's good to see other people in the same situation as you or people who just want some company. Um, 
you can have a shower, you can have something to eat, um, a nice cup of tea, and just socialise. All the, the volunteers, and they are volunteers, um, very respectful, very friendly, and will do anything they can to help you. It was closed for a few weeks out of necessity during August and missed it. So it's good it's back open and um, a lot of people use it and a lot of people get a good benefit from it. That's great. You're very subdued this morning. You can't celebrate a bit, you know. This is good stuff that God's doing. Yes! It's been really great to be part of Haven, the Haven Initiative, but that's only the beginning of what we feel God wants to do um, as he connects us to the needs of our community. This year, um, well, the, towards the end of this year, not, not for now, but we want to try and set up a winter shelter so that we use our building to um, allow some of these folks to sleep um, on the very cold nights because it's um, such a massive need. And those, those people, they sleep in cars, um, in garages, um, underneath shelters by the beach. They really are very vulnerable. And on those cold nights, you can imagine what it's like with the wind. Um, and so next winter, we would love it if we could set up winter night shelter and maybe share it with the churches, but have a place where they could come and sleep at Riverside. More of that, I'm sure, near the winter. Um, we want to be a compassionate church through the activities that we do. So this year we're making some money available to the small groups so they have a budget to do some kind of compassion project into uh, the town. Uh, we can't wait to hear the stories. So the rule is if you do something, you've got to come and tell us the story of how it went. So get your creative juices flowing. And if you've got an idea of how to bless your community in some way, um, there is money available and you can do it as a small group or a group of small groups and come and tell us about it and tell your leaders if you've got any ideas. They will be talking to you about it. We're also going to be launching a new compassion project this year. We want to create a place where mothers in need can come and get clothes and other things for their babies that they won't be able to afford and also um, be creating Moses baskets full of goodies for new mums who just haven't got the money to start off and that's something we're going to be doing very shortly and I'll be sharing more about that in a few weeks' time. Okay. We're also a church that cares and a church that makes disciples. The Christian walk is all about continuing to grow and be transformed uh, by Christ day by day, month by month, year by year. And that's right from the youngest person right through to the oldest person in the church. We never stop growing as we walk with Christ. It's all about personal transformation. That's the nature of the Christian faith. And as we know Jesus, we become more like Jesus. And so uh, discipling our youth and children here is a big priority, and many of you are involved in that. And the team have made a little video to show you just a little bit what goes on uh, in kids and youth. So hang on to your hats. <laughs> Fantastic job there by the team making that video. As you see, a lot of fun and life goes into just discipling those younger people. And uh, we want to encourage you, if you want to be part of that, then go along and talk to, Dave, uh, to Tanya and Jackson. and just be part of that wonderful chance to make a difference with young people's lives. I guarantee if you invest in young people, the blessing you'll receive will be far more than you ever give in. We never stop growing, we never stop learning as we follow Jesus. And as part of our commitment to encourage more discipleship in the life of the church, we're running a new Freedom in Christ course. There's a brand new curriculum coming out for Freedom in Christ, and that's going to start on Monday the 26th of Feb. So if you're looking to go a bit deeper in your journey, more about your identity in Christ, that's a great course to get connected to and sign up for. We're also going to continue to raise up new leaders in the life of the church. That's really important as the church grows, that we have more new leaders who can carry responsibility, uh, run groups and run ministries. So 
We're going to continue to do that and continue to, uh, to maximise our capacity uh, for discipleship. And we want to encourage you, if you're part of the older part of the church, more senior part of the church, you've got lots of experience and wisdom to pass on to the younger generation. So really think about, who am I, who am I investing in? Who can I come alongside and support and encourage? Because we know for part of our journey, it was having older people in our lives who were believed in us and invested in us made a huge difference. So, you know, if that's you, think about how can I invest and support someone and maybe encourage them into all they can be. Okay, so one of the measures of church health that's really helpful sometimes is finances. So I thought we'd have a quick look at our church finances from last year. I won't bore you for too long with this, but it's kind of helpful to know a little bit what's going on. So that's our income from last year. Uh, Our financial year runs 1st of October to 30th of September. So these figures run up to uh, 30th September 2017. And so you can see the different uh, income streams we have there uh, that come into Riverside. So our total income for last year for that period was uh, 417,000. And that's made up of different aspects. The regular giving of church there at the top, you see, 170,000. That's you guys giving generously and sacrificially uh, into the life of Riverside. Uh, from your gift aid, we can claim back a good chunk. £35,000 comes back just by you filling in a gift aid form. So you can see the, the incredible impact of just that uh, on the church finances. Our trading income of 181000 and that comes from the conferencing we do, the tenants that we hire rooms to, the events, uh, and the cafe that we have here on site generates a good chunk of our income. And then the other income, we had um, a legacy during 2017, which made a big difference there, which pushed that uh, other income uh, slice up to 30000 plus. What's not shown in this chart is the one-off gifts that we've taken for events like the Syrian Children's Appeal and different things like that. So we raised a significant amount of money last year that's not shown uh, on this chart or our expenditure chart. So that's the, uh, that's the income chart. And with any of this stuff, you can come and talk to the trustees or talk to us if you want to find out more about the church finances. So on the expenditure front, um, we spent a chunk of money on staff. We have seven staff at the moment at Riverside. We have uh, four full-time staff and three part-time staff. Uh, I'm full-time as a lead pastor. Uh, Jackie is full-time as a children and family worker. Tanya is full-time as a youth worker. And uh, Kim is full-time as our church administrator. Then we have three part-time staff. Uh, Keely's part-time as a lead pastor. And then we have John Sales part-time. And Chris is our part-time as our finance and business manager. Uh, what else is on there? Well, we have... Um, uh, ministry and operation. That's everything that goes into the life of running Riverside. So whether it's keeping the lights on or whether it's resourcing ministry, that's that big chunk of money that's in there to resource ministry and operation that flows out of Riverside. The mortgage slice, strictly speaking, that wasn't a mortgage during this period. We were repaying the interest on our loans that we had, uh, the bridge, our bridging loans for the Riverside <laughs> project. That will be converted into a mortgage at this period, but that really was just paying back um, the interest on our loans that we had uh, for, the, for the Riverside project. And then our external giving there, 33000 that's stuff that goes out to bless other projects not directly related to us. And that represents about 11% of our tithable income uh, into the life of the church. So you can see from this that our income and expenditure are virtually the same. We spent a little bit more than came in last year. So Chris was getting worried, but he wasn't really. Um, but you can see how your income and your generous giving makes a massive difference to the life of the church. So can I encourage you to continue to sow generously into the life uh, of this church because it, that's what makes the difference. We're not funded externally from anywhere else. We don't have somebody uh, in the wings uh, who puts money into this church. Everything we do comes from within. And so you need to be proud of what you do, but also continue to sow and, ge- and invest generously 
uh, into the life of the church. Any more information you need on finances, you can speak to our trustees or to myself. When Simon and I joined the journey of Riverside in 2015, God spoke to us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 12, which says, Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. And he gave us a vision and a promise that this church would bring renewal and transformation and spiritual awakening to this town and the coast. And if we could sum up the emphasis we feel God has given us for 2018, for the year that's coming, it would be with the words, more connected. And this little graphic sort of um, shows you the sense of what we feel, that we're all playing our part, but we're also reaching out to those who are not yet connected to the church through the different projects that we're going to be doing and the way we do life here at Riverside. So that's just a little graphic for you to think that we're all, we're all connected in some way through these jigsaw puzzles but the pieces, but there are people who we need to reach out to to come in and join that puzzle. And we feel this has got um, a number of threads running through it. Okay, so the first thread is we want to be more connected to God. We really want to deepen our experience of worship, prayer and ministry throughout this year. It's a strong sense that we have that God... Uh, is encouraging us to deepen our connection with him. So you might have been a believer for many, many years, or you might be a relatively new believer, but God is encouraging us all to deepen our personal connection with him and our connection as a church. We deliberately make more space on a Sunday for ministry. That's why we finish at quarter to 12, to leave time to respond to what God has said to us by his Holy Spirit. We want to grow and become more comfortable in giving and receiving prayer for one another. We want to become a people who are naturally supernatural and we're growing in that connection and so in our worship in our ministry in our prayer life we're looking to deepen that walk uh, with Jesus and so yeah let us become more and more comfortable with God breaking in we want God just not to be present in our lives here but also present in our lives across the week having our spiritual ears and eyes open to what God may want to do in our lives breaking in at different times in our workplace in our neighborhoods, in our homes. We want to be a people who are more and more connected and sensitive to the Spirit of God. And linked to that, we want to be more connected to each other. People go to church for all sorts of reasons. They tend to stay because of one. What is that? Relationships. People stay in church because of relationships. They get connected into a family. And so the strength of our relationships is really, really important. You can define real community as sacrificial relationships of love and honesty. So real community has got a bit of bite to it because it means that we're really investing in each other, we're really pouring our lives into each other, and we're being honest with each other, which sometimes can be tricky. But we we really want to go deep with each other to a point where we really know each other, and the masks can drop, and we become more vulnerable and more comfortable in our desire to grow together in community. And there's nothing more wonderful than a community seeking wholeness together, seeking to to go deeper with God together, seeking to grow together. And uh, that's really our heart for Riverside, that we we continue to invest in one another, become more vulnerable with each other. And as that love grows, that warmth of welcome that already is very strong in this church (laughs) will also grow and deepen. And so you heard Becky encourage you into a small group. We'll encourage you into a small group. If you're not in a small group yet, please try and find one because that's the place where you can go deeper with a small group of people and you can build trust and a depth of relationship that you can't just get by coming along on a Sunday and saying hi. You need to be in a place where there's a small group of people where they can know you and you really can be known. We're delighted that our older, older, younger people, is that the correct term? That's a good term, isn't it? Our older, younger people. Okay, 
older bodies, younger minds. Okay, so they've restarted, uh, have launched a, a group called the Classics, which is a new group, a social group for those guys to get together and to build relationship with themselves and with friends. Again, a great opportunity to deepen community in the life of the church. And so relationships are the fabric of the church. They always have been. And as we grow and as we push deeper into God, we want to be more connected to each other as we're more connected to him. We want to be more connected to our community, looking for more ways to serve our community, our town and our coast and and influence it for good. Riverside, as I said, has a calling to bring transformation. And there have been prophetic words given to us um, about us being like a huge tree, sheltering over the town and bearing good fruit. And words from Isaiah 58 about setting the oppressed free. So we are praying and really seeking God for more opportunities, more people of peace that we can connect with in the town that will release opportunities for us. So if you have a passion to do something, don't just sit on it. Please come and talk to us because we'd love to be able to resource you and support you. If if God's birthing an idea in you, come and tell us what it is. We want to serve all the different sectors represented in our town and broaden our connections. It says in the Gospels, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. And that's what we want. That's our prayer. We already have some great partnerships and we have tenants on site at Riverside who hire our rooms from us. And we thought you might like to hear from one of our tenants, which is Matthew, who works for Caldecott Fostering. Hi, I'm Matthew and I work for Caldecott Fostering as their administrator. Um, I've been here now since the end of March 2017 and Caldecott have been on site since about August 2016. The question I've been asked in a very broad question is, why do I love, why do we love being here as part of uh, Riverside Campus? More generally, do we love being part of Riverside Campus? The answer is yes, uh, in short. Um, Now, I've got a confession to make, and no one knows I'm going to make this confession, that when I first started here, before I started here, I was a bit dubious about whether or not it was going to work, because I thought, I'm going to go work in a church. I've never done that before. But I was won over, I think, almost immediately. Damn it, I was won over by the fact that everyone was friendly, welcoming. No matter what your background, whether you're atheist, agnostic, Christian, any other other denomination, you're welcome here. There's a, there's a place for you here. Um, certainly there's a place for me here within, within Caldecott as part of the uh, work I do. We have a seven-strong team um, of actual staff who are, who are here full-time. And we have a network of foster carers and kids who can come into the site and we use the rooms. It's multifunctional. Um, <clears throat> the staff here don't know it yet, but we're going to be looking to hire out the, the main auditorium for a, uh, a big session that we, uh, we're hoping to do with all the carers out in the air. Don't tell them. I haven't booked it with them yet, but we're planning on that. Um, and we've got that flexibility. We've got a cafe on site, for, heaven, for heaven's sake, if you'll pardon the expression, um, who offer us all the catering, all the facilities, we're proud to be part of the community and we're proud to actually be somewhere where we can have all those facilities together. So whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're a part of the local community or not, it's a great place to be and that's what we should be celebrating. And that's certainly what we in Caldecott do celebrate about being here at Riverside. Yeah. <coughs> we do love Matthew. He's a breath of fresh air around the place and uh, definitely keeps us on our toes. Um, Right, another part of our community connection is our cafe. I don't know if you remember when I first 
uh, stood up in, in, in the old building and, and launched the vision for the cafe and said, we can't afford to do it, um, but we really need to do it. And the vision was that it would be a welcoming space at the heart of the new Riverside campus. Do you remember that? Um, well, we're really proud of Julie and Jackie and the team and what they've done. And we believe that they are achieving this goal. <laughs> sneezing fit every week at Riverside is so varied and if you only come on a Sunday you would really miss an awful lot of what's happening so it's our job to try and tell you that it, it you know all the different things that happen we have so many people come through the doors on any given day for loads and loads of different reasons and the cafe is the first space that they encounter and we have lots of support groups here, for instance, who use the space. We have Parkinson's support, carer's support, uh, Alzheimer's support. And we have a knitting group who use the space and a new crochet group. And we have Mums Unlimited who come and use the space. And these are just a few of, few of the groups. We also have our weekly coffee morning on a Monday who meet in the lower lounge. And that's a place where people can come and make friends if they're lonely and just come and chat. And that's been a huge success and has really grown since it's been in the cafe. We feed the homeless for free. Uh, and we now have regular guests who just love to come up and sit and read the paper in the warm. It's also become a fantastic third space for people who maybe work from home or are students and want to revise, and they come up and sit in the cafe. The cafe does all of our catering for every event, every training event, right through from the small to the big conference. And here's just a sample of some of the feedback that we get from our conferences. I thought it'd be helpful for you to know. Great location and food, exceptional, well done, and a thoroughly inspirational day. Genuinely excellent venue. Very attentive, friendly staff, thank you. Very welcoming, good extra use of church. Wonderful venue, lovely, clean, nice and cool. Brilliant, we'll look forward to using your facilities again. Really excellent conference, well done. And we want to celebrate what a wonderful job the cafe and the conference team, led by Kim, are doing in helping us to express our values and achieve the vision for Riverside. So well done to all of you. Give me a round of applause. It's funny, when I key all the stats into a spreadsheet, I say, you've got 94% excellent response. I go, that's not good enough. We want 100. I was like, ah. But they get some incredible, incredible feedback. So they do an excellent job. As part of our increasing connection uh, with our community, we have a passion to get this site finished, get this building fully finished and fully, fully functioning in, in all of its areas. Uh, some of you may not know, but Riverside was renovated in a series of stages. I'm going to walk you through what it's like. It's Riverside from the air, okay? So I've got a very long ladder to take this photo. <coughs> so the, the road is here, okay? And this is the car park, and you walk down, and you come in here, okay? So I can only point at one side, guys. I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, okay, so... He does love a laser pointer. I do love a laser. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so the offices were, 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 were renovated first, and that's what's called phase one. And then phase two was the auditorium and cafe space, which you're currently in. Uh, phase three, uh, we've partially uh, done something with phase three with the play zone area. Um, but that's the rest of it. Martin and Frank's hated my loose freehand drawings. So I've got to, don't you love them? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, there's Food Bank, which is currently sited in that little, uh, little side <laughs> piece there. And then that's where Oyster Cars, where you saw Andy and John hugging each other on the review video. Okay, they run Oyster Cars out of there. They rent that space from us. Okay. Uh, long term, well, that's phase three at the moment. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you ever look through the doors at the bottom of the ramp by Playzone, that's what it looks like. It's the worst garage in the world in terms of stuff. It's just all our stuff we've collected and we store. And basically, it's the, un- it's the building in its undeveloped state. This is what this space used to be like before it was renovated. Okay? So from the air, that's what Phase 3 looks like as a footprint, okay? That, as a part of the building. You follow me so far? So if we zoom in, that's the sort of space we're talking about. Long term, we'd like to do this, okay? We'd like to drop in a, a, a large sports hall. We'd like to drop in some additional large rooms. We'd like to get our decent compassion project ministries running out of there and just basically fully utilize this space um, so the building can be fully functional, okay? That's where we are with that. Yeah, we can also um, we can relocate some of our community activities into that hall, release more space here for conferencing. So really, it's getting the building functioning completely as it should. So, Oyster Cars, they came to us and said, we'd like to buy the bit that we rent. And we said, no, you can't buy it because it's, it's ours. Um, that's a condensed version. Um, and also, they only wanted to offer us £200,000 for it, and we didn't think that was right. But then they went away again, and they came back again and said, the roof over our area is really a problem. The only bit that we, we have to, are responsible for is the roof. And the roof is a problem because it's leaking dramatically and has some potential structural issues. So we got someone in to look at the roof, and they said, to get the roof mended will cost you about £60,000. And we went, oh, okay. So we were chewing over that, thinking about that, and the guys came back to us and said, we'd really like to buy this space, and we'd like to put a new roof on it. Uh, so we went away and prayed, and Chris went away and did some due diligence, got some people externally to basically value that, that part of the building. Our prayers resulted in a figure of 350000 Guess what Chris's due diligence figures resulted in? 350 and 352. So we had this figure in our minds. We went back to uh, Andy and John and said, guys, um, here's the good news. We may be interested. Here's the bad news. We want 350,000 for it. Um, they sort of swallowed uh, and went away and said, we'll, we'll, go and, we'll go and think about that. And they came back a week later and said, we want to go ahead and buy that part of the building. Is that exciting? Now, so you're all worried, aren't you? You think, oh, we're selling off the family jewels. We did a really uh, big piece of work around how is this facility going to be best utilised and, and, um, and the space maximised. Now, originally in the plans, I think the plan was just keep going, phase three, phase four, phase five, across to B&Q. You know, we'll just keep expanding and expanding. <coughs> but in reality, we have a finite amount of capacity on this site in terms of car park uh, and services. And money, exactly. And we would love to get this middle section... Um, sort of finished, but, but use this 350 as a massive kickstart into raising the money to, to finish phase three. Um, so this went to the trustees, it went to the senior leadership team, and we think it's right uh, as a group and before the Holy Spirit that we actually we use the building to kind of pay for the building because that's going to release uh, some capital for us to effectively um, finish the site off. You said off. what they do. I don't think you said what Oyster Cars okay, do. Okay, Oyster Cars, they, they, they sell and they store classic high-end cars, okay? So in terms of their business impact on our site, it's very, very small. If we were to rent that, that piece of uh, factory out to anybody else, the impact on our site would be much bigger. But occasionally you get something like an MG Tootle past or a, something else go past, and it's a very light footprint. So what we would do, we put all the necessary covenants in place to protect all the parties, but essentially, that will release a good chunk of money for us to develop this middle section, which we're really, really excited about. So you may have come along recently and not had chance to sew into the vision uh, of this church significantly yet. The rooms you're sitting in are because people have sacrificially given into this vision over years and years, and more recently, into this project. As we look at phase three, 
there will be an opportunity for you to think about how do you want to sow into the vision of this church as we look to get this site finished. The great news is that Andy and John want to basically invest in the bottom half of the building, put a new roof on it, put a new floor down, sort the damp out, <coughs> get the whole thing nice. If we get our middle bit nice, the whole site will be finished and complete and functioning. Is that exciting? And so we're really excited about the opportunity that we've got with, um, with Andy and John. We reckon it's going to take us about £700,000 to get that, bit, that middle bit done. We would like to go for some significant grant funding. It's out there. But equally, I think together we'll also have to put our hands in our pockets and see how we can support uh, this growing vision at Riverside. We really want to get our compassion projects sort of really launched and housed properly. So we're really excited about what we can do uh, with that phase. So you'll be hearing more of that as, we, as, as the weeks go by and the months go by. But that's just a little insight for what we're doing uh, on the site to make this site really work for us here at Riverside. We want to be more connected with ministry and mission, developing our outward ministries at home and overseas. In 2017, uh, we continued to support Grassroots in Romania, but also begin new partnerships with Open Doors and Mission Aviation Fellowship, MAF. We honoured Audrey Taylor, some of you know her, as she retired from her work with the Kiowa tribe in Brazil and Wycliffe Bible Translators. And she sent us these words um, for the church. Please convey my deep thanks to the Church Fellowship at Riverside for their wonderful support over all these years and the friendship which both John and I and other members of my family have enjoyed with many members of the church. My prayers are with you and the wonderful work that God is doing through Riverside. May he be praised. So that's from um, Audrey, who has retired. We also welcomed Paula Martin back to Riverside after working for over 10 years with InterServe in Pakistan. She was serving and supporting hospitals and associated ministries. And it's wonderful to have Paula home and be able to celebrate with her all that she's achieved in working in such difficult and dangerous circumstances. And Paula is already thinking about how she can foster cross-cultural connections in this area. This year we've got exciting things happening with um, MAF. They're going to be bringing their aeroplane to the car park, so we'll have an open day for that in um, June. It's They're not going to land it on the car park. It no. hasn't got an engine. No, but they... they it comes in it. bits and they build it on the car park. And it just means it'll be great for the community to come and bring children to come and climb on it and have photos taken on it. And then the week after, we are hosting the Reckless Abandon play um, from MAF, and that'll be here in the building. We believe there are many more ministry and mission opportunities for us to develop and discover in 2018. So we haven't got it all sorted, but we are praying that God will show us where that is. And the final piece is we feel we need to be more connected to church family. And that's that's wider church family, wider than ourselves. (coughs) We're so thankful for Churches Together in Whitstable. It's wonderful. We've got great connections there. We've got these four different ministries that flow out of it, Food Bank, CAP. Um, Haven and street passes all flow out of that connection between local churches and that's wonderful we're also looking to connect maybe with Glogen which is down the coast in Margate some of you may know that church Global Generation Church Um, they're a church very similar to us looking to bring community transformation to their area and we're going to link up with them in a thing called Wildfires which is a a, a brand new camp that's going to happen this year a brand new festival it's at Whiston House in uh, West Sussex and it's been organised by the 24-7 Prayer Movement uh, and by Worship Central. And they're coming together to do this new camping festival called Wildfires. And we're going to support uh, that festival and so are Glow Gen down in Margate. So as a group of us going down there, some of us love to camp, some of us don't even know 
about camping. Some of us hate to camp. It's going to be quite interesting. Um, but there's a crowd of us going already. If you're interested in wildfires and you want to come along, uh, come and see us. They really want to create a space where it's Holy Spirit activity and Holy Spirit encouragement around that whole camping vibe. Pray for dry weather. So, um, so that's going to be... That's going to be... Um, when's the day? that, Gil? When's that happening? End of May. So if you're interested in that, come along. It's great to be in the inception of something like that. And also it's going to build closer relationships with us and with the, uh, the guys down in Glogen, which will be fantastic. And the other p- part of this piece is uh, for a number of years, Riverside has been praying about being connected to a larger church family, a church network. Um, this church has, in essence, always been independent since it was planted, as Margaret said, all those years ago as a tent on the corner of Pier Avenue. And it was part of FIEC for a while, but essentially it's been an independent church. And um, before we arrived, there was a growing sense within the leadership that the, they felt they needed to be connected to something bigger, be part of a bigger family. And when we came in 2015, we kind of got handed that sort of baton to say that that's yours to kind of to run with and figure out. Well, as many of you know, Key and I were part of the Vineyard Movement, which is a movement we were, we were part of for, well, since 1989. So we were part of the Vineyard for a long time. And... Um, We've said to you before, and we'll say to you again, we didn't come to Whitstable to make you a vineyard church. Okay? That was never our secret mandate. We weren't sent by vineyard on a mission. You know, go down to Whitstable. There's a church down there we want to grab. So go down there covertly and spend three years you know, converting them to vineyard. That was never our plan. When God called us out of, Riverside, out of, out of vineyard, he, he called us out of vineyard, and that's what we did. We put that down, and we came to you guys. Um, but as we've journeyed over the past nine months, we've had a growing sense together and with our wider leadership team, that Vineyard could be a family we could connect with. So we've been journeying with the values as a wider leadership team. We've been meeting some of the local Vineyard leaders, and uh, our guys have got a chance to talk to them and chat to them. What does it mean to be part of the Vineyard family? And it feels like there's an alignment here for us. It feels like Vineyard could be a good fit for us in terms of a larger church movement to be part of. There's an alignment to our values, an alignment to our thinking, and that's really exciting. And so we've had this deepening connection that's been taking place over the weeks and months. So starting on Sunday coming, next Sunday, I'll start a seven-week series on vineyard values, looking at actually what makes vineyard vineyard, what are the vineyard distinctives, what are the values that we feel we've got a connection on. And we're also going to be welcoming Tom and Helen Murphy, who were the uh, associate pastors of Trent Vineyard for 20 years. God's just called them out to plant a new vineyard, Derwent Valley Vineyards. They've courageously stepped out uh, in their mid-50s <coughs> to plant a brand new church, a brand new vineyard church in the Derby area. And they're going to be coming down uh, to see us to do a leaders' morning on the 17th of March and to preach uh, on Sunday the 18th. Again, to, to broaden that vineyard connection and help you guys sort of journey with us. I want to just say a few things about vineyard. Vineyard is not a hierarchical movement. There's no big brother. There's no heavy-handed, top-down sort of, you know, you will do this, you will do that, you will look like this. One of the beauties of the vineyard movement is you get to express the values you feel God's placed upon you locally, and you have freedom to be unique and express that. So in essence, if we join Vineyard, no one's going to come down and say, this is what you must do. This is how you must look. That's not going to happen. And in the broadest sense, not a lot would change. We wouldn't suddenly press a button and say, ta-da, we're Vineyard, stop everything, let's restart. Because what we do, basically, is what Vineyard do. We try and extend the kingdom, we try and build relationship, we try and pray for one another, we try and be generous and compassionate. And those are the hallmarks of the Vineyard Church. The only legal part of our adoption will be we get to be called a vineyard church. We get to use the name. That's the only thing that the vineyard does. They, they basically license the name to you and say, you can now become a vineyard church. And that's really exciting for us because we can be part of a, a resourcing, supporting, relational network. Some of our guys have been up to Trent, uh, Nottingham, 
this week uh, to the National Leaders Conference that's run there by the Vineyard. And they've already sort of been connecting to a wider family and just hopefully had a good time. <laughs> just connecting to a wider family and just seeing some of the values in action across the broader, across the broader network. We believe that becoming part of the Vineyard family is a good next step in us growing and maturing as a local church because it will bring greater resource, greater support, greater accountability, and we think there'll be a synergy developing which will help us to see God's kingdom come uh, in this part of Kent. So if you want to, um, if you want to ask anybody about it, they can ask us. You can ask um, our wonderful teams. We've got two teams in church which you may know about or may not. There's our senior leadership team, uh, myself and Keely, Christine, Devin Martin, uh, Andrew and Chris, Jackie and Alan Allison. Any of those guys will be happy to talk to you. Or you can speak to our trust board. There they are, and they're wonderful. Again, Chris, uh, Paul, Matt, Jackie, myself, and Kirsten, who's the chair. Any of those guys you can chat to about the journey we've been on. Or chat to your small group leaders, because they're also aware of this journey that we're on together as we look to connect with uh, the Vineyard family. So in summary, we really believe that we are doing what God has envisioned us and asked us to do. We see his hand at work everywhere and we're incredibly grateful to him for everything that is happening here at Riverside. But we know that we don't do any of this on our own. This isn't about me and Simon and we are so grateful to our staff team, our senior leadership team, our trust board, our wider leadership team and of course every person here who is part of the church family and who contributes to the vision that we have for Riverside. And we don't do this in our own strength. We are dependent on the grace and the favour of God every single day. And without God building the house, we would be labouring in vain. But it is clear to us also that God has so much more for us to do together. This isn't it. We have not arrived and we will never arrive. Um, We look forward with anticipation to everything that God is calling us into this year and in the years to come. So we still have a long way to go, guys. And our our ongoing prayer is, Father, show us. Show us where you're working so we can come and partner with you because we know the Father's always at work and he's at work in this area and we want to come alongside and partner with him and the Holy Spirit. So it's an invitation to all of us to pick up that God-given challenge, to pick up that challenge to the more that God has for us all. And I want to encourage you again to invest your time, your energy, your money, your gifts into the vision, into the expression of church that God is building here through Riverside. We don't often talk about money here because we feel a bit awkward about it, but in a sense, as I said, the reason you know a fantastic facility like this is because of the generosity of people in this church. And if you feel part of this church, I'd encourage you to think about generously contributing to the life of the church. God's brought you here. He's brought you here with a purpose. He's brought you here because of your resources, your gifts, your talents, your experience, and your testimony. And I encourage you to put all those in to fulfill the vision God's called us to. If you want to know how to give, there's flies out there on the information wall. Remember, gift aid makes a massive difference to us. If you you pay tax, fill a gift aid form in, and that's wonderful because it makes a massive difference to us. And for those of you who already give, already give generously, I'd encourage you to constantly review your giving before the Lord. You know, Lord, what does this season hold for me? How do you want me to uh, continue to sow into the vision of Riverside? The other thing that we all do, and it's fantastic, we're a serving church. We get involved in contributing to the life of the church. Many of you give hundreds and hundreds of hours over the years to serve the ministries in the life of, of uh, Riverside. And as we grow, let's continue to do that. Let's continue to shoulder the responsibility and the burden together because then it's an easy yoke. It's a well-fitting yoke if we run with it together. So if you're not yet serving again, there's a brand new fly on the information wall. Put a tick in a box and come and help on the ministries and you will feel blessed. You will get involved quicker. You'll make friends faster. 
and you'll feel like you're contributing to the vision of this church. So in summary, guys, we look forward to the rest of this year with great anticipation. Uh, we love this church. We love, uh, we love, we love journeying with you as, as, a, as a people, and we're really excited about what God's got for us together. So let's stand and pray. We want to give God all the glory, don't we? We want to give him all the glory because this is his work and we have the wonderful privilege of partnering with him and the work of his spirit. So God, we just bless you. We thank you. We thank you. We just look back and see all that you're doing and the incredible breadth and depth and variety of the activity of your spirit. And God, it's like we're running along behind to keep up with you. And God, we just look forward to this year and this sense of being more connected in many different ways, God, to you, to each other, to our community, to church family, to people overseas. God, we just, we just reach out to develop those connections, God, that you've got for us. So, Lord, would you help each one of us, show each one of us, God, how we're part of this vision, how we contribute, how we can make a difference, how we can bring the gifts that you've given us. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. That's the end of Vision. So not too bad. Only three minutes late. We've slightly renewed. So if you've got children, please do go and collect them and thank the teams very much for having your children today. Why don't you go and have a coffee and we'll catch up with you soon. God bless, guys. God bless. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.